Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Fusion Thursday Night Hangout. Dude, it's a beautiful day to be alive here on the show because there are things happening on Thursday night that only you could know if you were here. Of course. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific cover himself, Celius. It is truly a pleasure, sir. How goes your life on this wonderful day? Well, going to be honest with you, I feel a shit ton better than I did last week. Uh, as many of you might recall, I was not feeling good, uh, but I gutted it through. Uh, and I'm sure it was a great show. I just have no recollection of it. Um, but this week, I'm feeling much better. So let's go with that. You go with whatever you have to, sir, because I know you can do it. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. This is a weekly live show where we try our best to cover topics that are most important to you during the show. If you haven't submitted a topic, a question, etc., have no fear. All you got to do is drop it in the chat, be it uh, if you're using Facebook, uh, YouTube, or Twitch. It should, if everything goes according to plan, should pop up in that live chat box uh, so that everyone could see your question or your thoughts. Speaking of which, if you have any thoughts about any of the topics we're about to cover, please, by all means, add it to the chat. It makes for a much better conversation. Now, if you have dropped a topic or a question in the chat and we somehow unfortunately miss out on answering it this show, we will do so in the very next show. So have no fear, your topic will be covered. All right, folks. Uh-oh. We seem to have lost Zelius. So this is going to be interesting. I will try my damnedest to talk uh, while you get a really weird picture of Zelius frozen. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's go with the sad news that most people already know. Uh, that is that uh, there will be yet another day of, uh, or another year of <sighs> Momokan not being there for us, guys. And it hurts my soul. It really hurts deep, 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 deep down in my soul to see that Momocon is that we missed out on Momocon 2020. Now we're missing out on Momocon 2021. But then again, it is for safety reasons. Uh, they made a statement, uh, I think like a couple of weeks ago, but I we've unfortunately not covered it. So I'm going to say the statement now. Uh, we, this is coming from Momocon. We have not made this decision hastily, easily, or without thoroughly investigating of all investigation of all available options to for alternate 2021 dates. However, the uncertainty about the future of the entire events industry, also pushing events further into the calendar year, has made that option not one we are able to pursue for a standard event. So, if you had um, bought a, uh, a badge for Momocon 2020, and you rolled it over to 2021, you now have the option to roll it over to 2022. And of course, Momocon 2022 will be happening May the 26th through the 29th. Um, this, of course, is just the, the latest of conventions to either, you know, have to pack it in for one more year or go digital. Um, Momocon will have, I think they have like a winter fest or something that you can attend. And I'm, I'm sure they'll have virtual events that you can um, partake in as well. But the actual physical Momocon convention will unfortunately have to wait for one more year. And I think that's really, to be honest with you, I think it's really what all the conventions are going to end up having to do. That Unless you've got some weird ass like 
hidden agenda plan. No one's going to let you um, host a convention of any size right now. Um, but then again, I mean, sure, I'm sure there's some states that are like, ah, we beat COVID already, so let's do it. But hopefully there's not many out there. All right. So how about this? Let's get, um, since we're having technical difficulties, let's just go ahead and do the uh, friends of the show. Uh, and hopefully we'll get Zeely's back momentarily. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's do our quick uh, shout outs to the friends of the show. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to http indiecluster.com. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to www.herochiropractic.com. Nurburger Games is the game design imprint of award-winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nurburger Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. Nurburger Games endeavors to create games that explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored, or haven't been explored very often. These games forego dense gaming mechanics in favor of a lighter rule set that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. After yet another successful Kickstarter, their library has increased in size. Currently, the games that at least Zelius and I have played are Capers, Die Laughing, Merzen Acquisitions, and of course, the soon-to-be-played Good Strong Hands. For more information, go to www.nerdburgergames.com. Battle & Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle & Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now, they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered geek trivia in Atlanta and remain the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites, and some soon-to-be favorites. They've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line. They've taken a good place and made it a great place. A place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions. A place where you and your friends feel like you're at home. A place where everyone knows your game. For more information about Battle and Brew, go to www.battleandbrew.com. And look who we found while we were doing our Friends of the Show reel. As some people would say, look what the cat dragged in. Ha ha ha. In this case, it probably was his cat. Anyways, uh, while Zelis was away, I just, you know, I, I briefly mentioned the fact that uh, Momocon will have to wait for another year. It's gonna, it's not going to happen until May 26th through the 29th, 2022. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, our uh, we got the announcement this week too that our world, our annual world's robotics competition was also canceled. Bastards. Um, I mean, unfortunately, as we continue to move into the later stages of two jet 2021, we could still be saddened, but I don't think anyone is shocked or surprised when a large gatherings of people, such as a 60,000 robotics or 50,000 for Momocon, um, probably Dragon Con when it's coming up in August. It, I mean, some of those we know are, but it will not surprise me at all when other events continue to have the uh, hammer laid down on them, especially because many people still do not see the need to get a vaccine. Um, and there's also, if you're under the age of 16, there's still also no exactly FDA approved vaccine at the moment. Uh, so it's still the double whammy of still figuring out this crazy world we live in. Indeed. Now I do want to, uh, Zealus brought up, you know, uh, Dragon Con and some other conventions. I do want to point out that in Momocon's official statement, they're basically, uh, I like how they, they put this. He said, um, uh, due to the uncertainty, uh, see the, Due to the uncertainty about the future of the entire events industry also pushing events further into the calendar year, we made the option to that we not we will have one ugh, we will not pursue one this year. Which uh, Comic Con's already going virtual, E 3s already going virtual. My money is that if, if you got like humongous conventions like that going virtual, if you can push it back another year because if the giants are doing it you're probably not going to be able to do it. Yeah. And I, I wonder if part of it too is like, what is, cause I'm sure there's insurance writers for these types of conventions. And what is kind of that part of it as it relates to COVID would kind of be curious to me. Cause I mean, God forget people go to a convention and there's like a giant COVID out outbreak. It's like no boy, no, obviously. Well, of course. I mean, but the, the thing, the fact of the matter is you got to go through the state city, Sometimes the county, uh, all those rules, plus if that event space is privately owned, if they've got additional rules. So that's a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, Momocon, uh, if you've got, like I said, if you had a badge for 2020 and you rolled over to 21, now you can roll it over to 22. Okay. So many rollovers. It's like a rollover wreck waiting to happen of conventions. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, the next topic is going to be handled by Zelius, but I'm just going to give you a quick little refresher here just in case. Um, as we know, we all love to play games at 60 frames per second, FPS, uh, and we wanted to see it in all its beautiful glory. However, all the pixels. However, if you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn on anything but the PC, your frame rate is being capped at 30. Steelers, give me your feelings. So my feelings are, as someone who's been playing Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS5, um, the game is freaking gorgeous, man. It's, I mean, it's capped at 30 FPS, but it's still 4K gloriousness. And it kind of, so I had posted a forum from Reddit on the uh, Discord, Discord, and more so my gripe is... I get wondering why is it capped at 30 FPS? We would all love to see 60. That I totally get, like wondering why. But then you have people who are like, nah, you know, as long as the game is capped at 30 FPS, it's not even worth playing. Unless it's in 4K, 60 FPS, that's the only true way to play a video game. 
And I just want to go smack that person upside the head and be like, are you actually serious? Like, are you that much of a gaming elitist that your game has to be? And there's a good chance a lot of these people wouldn't even notice. Exactly. Oh, it was just like, ooh, it must have the bigger numbers because it's always better. Well, you know, sometimes what matters is freaking gameplay. Um, that no amount of FPS is going to overcome or 4K versus 2K versus whatever. Um, I mean, seeing it in games like, for instance, Hades is a great example. No one's, I mean, the artistic style is great, but it's not going to blow you away with needing the latest, you know, $800 video card. But the gameplay is so phenomenal that works great with the art style that doesn't have the latest and greatest crazy graphics or the 144 hertz of blowing away your monitor. So like somebody who wouldn't play a game just because it doesn't render above like 30 FPS or true 4K and all that stuff, it's like, are you crazy? Like, I, I just, it blows my mind, literally. The, the thing is, I understand that everyone wants the 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 latest and greatest. And so as soon as something can be done at 60 frames per second, then everything has to be done there. If something can be done at 40 4k resolution, it's got, everything's got to do for like Zeely said, the vast majority of the world, is not going to be able to tell the difference. Okay. I mean, look, if you're doing a side by side compare, sure. There's probably noticeable difference, but if you're playing the game, you're not gonna be like, "Oh God, it's so ugly because it's 30 frames per second. It's still a freaking gorgeous game. There's a lot of freaking gorgeous games that may have a slower frame rate on one system or another, but is it is is that solely the reason why you feel gypped? Not, you know, the fact that the game is amazing. It's got shit tons of content to play with. You're stuck on well, it it it's it's two pixels slower than the rest. Yeah, and a game like Horizon Zero Dawn specifically was basically rebuilt from the ground up for the PC port. Um, it just wasn't a straight translation, so they re-optimized it for the PC. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's a good chance that there's a reason it's capped at 30 FPS for the PS5, with how they rendered all the battles and all that stuff. And it's not just as simple as like, oh, dude, there's this one line of code and all we have to do is uncomment that one line of code and magic class murder more than 30 FPS. If only, if only it was that easy. That God, that'd be great if it was that easy. I, it's just like, it's a great game. And I get it. If you play the game, you don't like it. That's one thing. Like, mm -hmm. okay, you give it a try. Okay, but to just not even play it because it doesn't have the large digits you need for the fps or the frame rate or whatever i'm like that no you're, you're just no here's the thing as long as it doesn't appear choppy i'm good to go yeah if it looks like crap because of the frame rate then yeah i'm gonna have a problem but if it looks solid and it's got a lot of content to it i'm not gonna be you know crying over the fact that I don't have as much FPS. Well, and that's the also kind of advantage of the PS5 is you're not going to lose, like you're not going to start losing frames, mm -hmm. dropping down to like 10 FPS. It's got the horsepower to do your 4K at 30 without dropping the frames, which is to give you a pretty damn smooth gameplay. And also consider like 
when you have something like Reddit, that is very much the vocal minority, minority, minority of people who have 4K TVs that can run at 60 hertz. Not common. That is such a small market penetration right now where that's also not going to be their priority. I mean, they want to do it where possible because right. that's you know the selling point of PS5. But at the same time, that market penetration is so small where there's other priorities right now than doing that where it's going to be a high threshold of pain for the developer. Yeah, but the, unfortunately, you know, the fact stands that there are that minorities out there. And once they start stirring up trouble, they're very vocal about it. And so everyone's going to be, you know, going, hmm, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. I mean, a lot of people are still playing on, you know, good old fashioned HD 1080p TV at, you know, 30 FPS and just happy as could be. Yeah. I got no problem with that. Exactly. All right. So. Uh, speaking of communities, um, there is a very popular streamer out there who, of course, uh, famously got Instaban from Twitch. No one still knows why, uh, but Dr. Disrespect not only got banned from Twitch, but he got basically a lot of his sponsors removed. Uh, he wasn't allowed to join into the, uh, the closed, uh, like big name streamer beta of Call of Duty Warzone. And now it's coming out that um, he was not allowed to partake in the uh, Toronto Ultra Tournament for uh, Call of Duty Warzone. He he was not allowed to do it. A lot of people think because the main, the, the main streaming service or sponsor was Twitch. Uh, but that being said, it appears that Dr. Respect, Disrespect has some good news for all you fans out there, and that is that he will be allowed to compete in Call of Duty Warzone tournaments going forward. Why is that good news? Because a lot of people love Doc, Do, Dr. Disrespect is is very well known in the Call, Call of Duty uh, fan base. Uh, for Are his, you excited? I don't play Call of Duty, so... I don't yeah. play Call of Duty. I don't call. I don't play uh, uh, Battlefield. Thankfully, I don't live in the state of Illinois because both those games would probably be outlawed soon if oh, that representative dear. gets his way. You know. Yeah, I mean, you gotta stop the violence in the video games. But look, I I understand um, wanting to distance yourself from an individual who gets banned for, or perma banned from Twitch. But to not allow them to partake in a tournament is a little weird to me. And and some people citing that the reason is because the tournament's being streamed through Twitch. That seems childish on someone's part. Hmm. But of course, there's yeah. no definite answer of why he wasn't allowed to, to go th through tournaments. But apparently there's been a big enough stink that, uh, uh, that it has been made very obviously clear that Dr. Disrespect will be allowed to compete in tournaments going forward. So hooray for Dr. Disrespect. Is, will he also get his sponsorships back as such? Well, I know that he's now a full-time YouTuber. I'm assuming he probably could, he'll, I don't know if he'll get them back, but I'm sure that there's some new sponsors that jumped on that bandwagon. Cause that was a big part of it, right? Was mm -hmm. he, when all this broke originally, he lost a large number of his sponsors. Yep. yep. Uh, because which... they, 
because they want, oh, thank you. Uh, someone just jumped in the chat and said, I'm handsome. Or maybe she's talking about you. So Zelia says, thank you. I know I am, but I appreciate the confirming of my self-narcissism. There you go. Okay, you so, so um, I think I think the thing that drives me wild, I think what what continues to cause so many people to scratch their head is we still don't know why he was banned permanently from Twitch. I don't know it where is, that lawsuit really surprising is. Surprising that it never like leaked. Because yeah. normally stuff like that gets out. Yeah, exactly. That's the weirdest. I mean, that is this. How do you keep this big of a secret? I mean, because there's so many moving parts in this and no one has broken their silence on it. It's kind of impressive, actually. I know. I'm I'm very impressed. I'm like, holy shit, there are people who could keep a secret. And like a big one, too. All right. That being said, since we're talking about Twitch, let's talk about some other fun things that are happening with Twitch. There's more Twitch news. Yes. All right. So, um, as some people know, uh, when a Twitch streamer gets to a certain level, they gain the ability to have like a subscription option where viewers can subscribe to their channel. And it's usually you can, if you have Amazon prime, you can use your prime, your one free prime membership and just renew every single month for that one streamer. Or you can, I think it's like, there's different, levels of, uh, I think it's like a monthly subscription, which of course allows you to have, um, uh, subscriber only streams and chats and all that stuff. Well, Twitch has decided to put in a new feature Ooh. into that subscription thing. And it's the refund feature. I can refund everything on Twitch now. Twitch, uh, basically, um, like, like I said, um, a, a lot of, well, okay. A lot of Twitch streamers, um, when you subscribe, um, you'll, there'll be like a notification that pops up on, um, on the stream so yeah. that not only does the streamer see that you've, you know, you're enjoying the show that, but everyone else is, uh, and usually when that happens, the streamer gives a shout out and thanks them for supporting the channel. I'd love a shout out to my peoples. But here's the thing now, Twitch is now allowing viewers who have bought a subscription to cancel them if they need or want to, but they have to give a reason. Okay. But How long did they have to do it? Huh? How long did they have to cancel? I don't know. I, I, I would assume sometime during the month since it's a monthly subscription, but here's, but this is the one that, that's got a lot of streamers pissed off. One of the refund options that you could select is, I just wanted to get a shout out. Are you shitting me? Okay. Yes. Yep. So this is, the, and a lot of people are, okay. One, that is ridiculous. Uh, if you, if you just want to shout out, just say hello in the chat. And if I see you, I'll shout out at you. Hello. If you subscribe to me, do not go right back and say, well, I just wanted him to say my name on the stream. I didn't really want to pay him the $2.99 a month. This, of course, has opened up a new can of worms, especially when it comes to our favorite activities that to discuss about, because Twitch knows how to take care of these guys so well. That, of course, is trolls and harassers. 
Um, so basically, what what an individual can do right now is you can get a bunch of people together to subscribe to the channel, and then all of you cancel or subscribe to get into the subscriber only chat and troll the hell out of everyone, and then cancel. So think about if you're a streamer. Yep. I mean, it's worse than that because if I'm a streamer, let's just say I bring in a thousand dollars a month from the stream. And all of a sudden, like I spend that money on, let's just say, a new PC rig. Because like, hey, dude, I got the money. I can buy my new gaming rig. Yep. And all of a sudden, you got that credit card debt, and then 500 people cancel at the end of the month. Yep. I mean, just because I wanted to shout out. Like, I'd be okay if it's like 24 hours, right? Like, yeah. 24 hours. A reasonable person should not be spending that money right away, at least. Like that. Okay, I can understand. But if it's like a full month, then that's could really screw some people over potentially. I would I would assume it's the billing cycle. So where yeah. whenever the the subscription gets charged, I would assume between I want to and when it actually gets charged, I think you can you could stop. Well, supposedly Twitch is removing the shout out subscription refund option following community feedback is what I'm seeing now. Good. Good. They should. Well, it, all they're doing is removing the just wanted to get a shout out as a reason. But of course, you can still really fail at any reason. Yeah, of course. Um, well, let's be honest. They're not going to be like, okay, now in a novel format or or in a thesis, please explain why you want a refund. They just you could choose anything. And be like, uh, I accidentally hit the button. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that's probably an option. I didn't know that I was actually buying a subscription, even though I had to put in my credit card information. I thought it was just an identity check. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, look, I, I am of the opinion that if you subscribe to something, if you lock in for a subscription, mm-hmm. And I want to preface this by saying, I think it has to be, I'm not going to say like, you know, if you accidentally subscribe to something for one, for one month, that is $99. I think for that, you probably could get a refund, but if it's too, I mean, if it's within a certain threshold, man, just, just freaking, you know, take the loss. Don't, don't beat up the, the, the streamer for your negligence or, I mean, that's just me though. And understand that uh, Alter Confusion currently does not have the subscribe feature on Twitch. So I could say this because, uh, we're, you know. Well, it's like Twitch seems to continue to seem to just jab at the actual streamers with all of their actions. Oh, absolutely. Think, which is bizarre because if you don't have the streamers, you don't have Twitch. That's what's kind of crazy. Now, speaking of which... Um, this is a, a a fun thing. Uh, let me see if I could do this, but I gotta do it quick because I gotta. Okay, good. Um, here's something fun about Twitch. Uh, when you are a streamer, such as us, uh, there is a lot of different, um, basically, metrics that you have to meet in order to become an affiliate, which allows you to have the subscription button. Mm-hmm. So, just I guess to punch. Alter Confu- or kick alter confusion in the balls because these are all our stats. Um, one of the one of the paths is you have to reach fifty followers. We have two hundred fifteen. 
You have to stream for at least eight hours a month. We're currently at 27.2 hours a month. You have to stream on at least seven different days of that month. We're currently on the 10th day Mm -hmm. of this month. Absolutely need that. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Because of the the sheer volume of stream time, uh, we do not meet the the minimum number of average users on the stream. We have streams where we have four, five, six, eight uh, people on there. Uh, right now, we're sitting at three, um, and there's times where you know I've, I fly solo for the entire stream. And because of that, we are currently averaging 0.92 um, viewers over that 28-hour window. Hmm. That's our average. So we can't make affiliate <laughs> because I stream too much and we don't have a big enough audience during my stream time. So what I'm hearing is you should stream less so that you only do the optimal hours is basically what they're saying. What I'm going to need to do is I'm going to need to put a poll everywhere. And if enough people say, I'll be there, then I'll stream right then, right there for the amount of time that they'll stay. And as soon as they're gone, I'm off. I mean, that's basically what they're telling you you should do. Yeah. Which you think Twitch would basically want you streaming as. So the problem I have with that is like, so the ones about the, the number of viewers, the number of streams, like those. Yeah. Okay, you're creating content. Those are logical. Yeah. But when you start having to average things, now you're asking people on the fence to start potentially gaming the system. Yeah. All, yeah. You, all so basically, all you have to do, because I, I uh, see to be eligible to apply, you must meet all four requirements within the same thirty-day period. Um, all calculations exclude premieres, reruns, subscriber streams, and watch parties. So I'm very curious if once you gain it, I wonder if you if you've got it and you can't lose it, or if there's like you still have to keep to the minimum. Because if you if all you gotta do is hit that and then you don't have to worry about minimums anymore, then what yeah. I'm gonna do is I'm gonna find four people. And I'll be like, look, seriously, all you need to do is log into Twitch uh for Let's see here. Um, I don't want to say. Th- see, the problem is I don't know exactly how the average goes, because average of three viewers per twenty in the twenty-seven concurrent or viewership includes host and raids. You get five different VPNs on your computer, <laughs> and each of the VPNs is a different. Like you have like Chrome going to one VPN, you have Brave going to another one, you have uh, Opera. Opera, you got Safari. Firefox, yep, you got Netscape Navigator, Woo! You, got the, <laughs> you got the AOL web browser, man, let's get them all, uh, and you use some Tor clients, and boom, you game the system that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I also like to point out that this, the, this one of one of my biggest gripes with Twitch is that as as a um, as a uh, Ugh. a stream owner, I have mm-hmm. the option to do like an auto host. And there's a lot of people out there who have us as an auto host feature. Yeah. But it doesn't work. <laughs> like nine out of 10 times, it, it doesn't actually, you know, 
it, it's not like, um, for example, uh, I think it was Whack Kid 47, but I think he, he changed his name. But let's just say Whack Kid 47. We had it set up where when he goes live, he shows up. And yep. he's got it where when we go live, we show up as long, of course, as he's not streaming. It didn't work in either way. So anyways, enough of my griping. Actually, let's talk about, let's gripe about one more thing when it comes to Twitch. More and that, gripe? my friends, is Twitch has introduced a new way to, or yet another way to kick creators in the balls. And this is called the brand safety score. This score um, is much, it's going to be used much like the demonetization process on YouTube. Oh, great. So, uh, and this is straight from Twitch. We are exploring ways to improve the experience on Twitch for viewers and creators, including efforts to better match the appropriate ads to the right communities. User privacy is critical on Twitch. And as we refine this process, we will not pursue plans that compromise that priority. Nothing has launched yet. No personal information was shared. And we will keep our community informed of any updates along the way. So here is, so let's just give you a little more background. Uh, they're going to add a new feature called Brand Safety Score. Um, the new system could affect advertising opportunities for Twitch streamers, such as bounties. Uh, the new system will rate how brand-friendly each streamer is based on several factors. These factors are the streamer's age, the streamer's ban history, including the reasons for the suspensions, the streamer's relationship with Twitch, auto-mod and auto-mod levels, partnership status, the age rating of the game being played, if the stream is set to mature, and a manual rating by a Twitch staff member. That's intense. Yes. So I'm pretty sure... I don't know. Like, that that potentially could whack a lot of streamers. It sounds like a good... I mean... It's funny because they obviously haven't got their audio clip algorithm figured out because people are still getting the copyright notifications left and right as demonstrated by the whole snafu at TwitchCon. Yep. Um, and yet now they're trying to do this, mm -hmm. where it's going to be some other magic formula, which probably is going to up being more of a pain in the ass than it's going to actually like so, fundamental question is: What issue are they trying to fix with this? Like, what is the problem that they see as an issue with Twitch, and how is this solving that problem? My question is: How many advertisers are going? Well, unless you, you know, make it so that our stuff only appears on specific channels. Yeah. I think. Look, I think the easiest solution potentially would be that. As an advertiser, you have to set, uh, you can either say, show my stuff or show my stuff only on this type of channel. But like, you know, trying to make a judgment call of, well, it's for a truck. And so we don't view it as uh, people who, who, who play you know, a uh, demolition derby. We don't think that that's a good match because you're destroying trucks, not trying to sell trucks. Like it could be any reason. I don't, I don't, I hate, I hate systems that have like, you, you don't, you can't argue. It's either 
you can you can get the ads or your your video can get money or you can't and they don't tell you or you get demonetized or you get a DMCA takedown and no explanation as to why and anyone can make a claim and then you basically have to suck it because there's no way to um appeal mm. so mm. yeah so what has twitch done that's good in the last like six months yeah are we still streaming or did we get cut no we are we're still streaming i'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um mm. but again it always it still comes down to what is the alternative to twitch because truly it's still the fact of the matter is twitch is the big dog and you have some on facebook though facebook okay so here's my problem with facebook it's if you want to use a um, a multi-stream tool like Streamlabs OBS, which is what we use, it yeah. doesn't really allow you to do like a an IRL option or a news option. You have mm. to choose like a game option. And so this is so weird. So if you're watching us on um, Facebook, you will see that we are, uh-oh, we just lost the show here. My thing just bottomed out. Zealus, you still with me? I'm still with you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, there okay, we go. Okay, whether it's me or you, I couldn't tell. It's it's me. Okay. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Uh, Twitch. Oh, it, oh no, no. Uh, so Facebook. Streamlabs. If you're watching this on Facebook, we're playing the game of news media because that's the only option we got. Well, and plus the advantage of using like at least for me for Twitch. So for instance, for our robotics, we use Twitch. So from that perspective, it's actually great because it doesn't require any counts. There's yep. no like random crap. It's just, here you go. Mm -hmm. Here's your Twitch video. So for doing some of that stuff, it actually still works out pretty well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so for but, but a case like that, we are not looking to, like, we're obviously not selling anything. It's not right. a livelihood. We're just kind of showing a match or like a video or like, you know, a small time streamer, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, when your livelihood rests on that, that really starts changing. Any decision they make has a potential to basically change somebody's livelihood for the better or for the worse. Agreed. Now, and that's what's tricky about streaming is your livelihood is dependent on another platform. Yep. That's true. Not everyone could be ninja, guys. Not everyone could be ninja. Well, yeah, not everyone is fortunate where if Twitch were to hypothetically ban him, well, I mean, he's been on other platforms. Yeah, he's... Like not everybody, not everybody can do that. Yes, which I think was your point. Yeah. Okay. So we're still we're, we've been talking about community, and I want to talk about an awesome community project that uh, has cropped up, and I find it extremely interesting. And I'm also scratching my head slightly, and that is. There is a game that has been out for nearly eight years. It goes by the name of Dota 2, or for those who are really elite, it's Defense of the Ancients 2. Uh, it is uh, by Valve, and there was recently an Indiegogo campaign uh, to rework the, uh, the, the tutorial for Dota 2, 
so that individuals can get a better grasp on the basics of the game, such as how to move, how to attack, uh, essential MOBA strategies for muting toxic players, and how to communicate with teammates. Cool. Uh, fun fact, apparently the most up-to-date tutorial has an objective to find a specific shield. Yep. Uh, but there's a problem. That shield was removed uh, three weeks after that tutorial was made. So you can't actually uh, get that uh, item. So, broken. But I do I find think it... tutorial's not useful. I think that's what you're getting at. Huh? I think you're getting at the tutorial not being very useful. Yes. So, okay. So here's here's the thing. There's a couple of caveats here. And the f first thing is, it is not uh, an official tutorial. Okay. Uh, it is being made by modders. Uh, they have raised over $2,500. Sorry, $25,000. Um, so so okay. Um, I don't know. See, here's the thing: is Val the my question is is Valve cool with this? Because how interactive is this? Um, is this tutorial going to be? Uh, is it a mod that's added to the game? that allows for, you know, a specific piece. I, there's just so many questions I have. Uh, uh, that's a great question. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's fantastic. That's phenomenal. You've got community members who care enough about uh, a, a game that they raised a bunch of money to get a group of very skilled modders to redo a tutorial so that more people can get into it and also maybe better teach, you know, proper etiquette when it comes to MOBAs. Which uh, is funny because you think for Valve, like allowing more players to access your game would give you a bigger player base because Dota 2 is also a, huge. It's one of the more complex Dota games out there. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't hold your hand and there's a certain level of complexity to it. Mm -hmm. Um so from that perspective, you think you would want more of a tutorial because it is complex as far as MOBAs go. So that's what's kind of interesting is how terrible the tutorial is, but it's as complex it is, as it is. So I so here's the thing. Here it's it's kind of twofold. One, I understand that that when you're a developer, you want to put the most time into the actual product, the 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 matches, the the balancing and all that stuff. And the tutorial is an afterthought, unfortunately. I do also understand that uh, when you're constantly having to update the game, the tutorial is not anywhere near the top of things that you want to keep updating. Um, that being said, I think, to be honest with you, the vast majority of tutorials uh, for online games, uh, be it uh, first-person shooters or uh, Battle Royale or MOBAs, most of them are trash. Um, and it's because... They're like, oh yeah, we should probably teach you something. So they teach you just something, and then you basically get thrown into the deep end and hope you could swim. Uh, I personally, uh, this is my belief. Uh, there, if you have okay, this is here's my gripe with about every single battle royale game out there, almost all of them. The vast majority of them that have a tutorial, uh, where you you have a 
uh, a laundry list of characters that you could choose. Each one has different abilities. If you mm-hmm. give me a tutorial where I can only learn how to, the basics of the game with one of those six or seven different characters, that is crap. You should allow me, because I, I may not be, you know, the, the heavy grunt in your face type of person. I might be more of, you know, like the, the stealthy or, or long range or flanking type of character. But the only way that I can learn how to play that is by getting my ass handed to me match after match after match so I can iron out the kinks. I think not. No, I mean, that's part of the, I mean, really the purpose of using the tutorial in that case is just to get the basic mechanics of like, you have three skills, here's a move around, here's what an enemy looks like. I mean, that's real what the tutorial is. Um, from but there. When, but when you have different spe- skills, I want to know what these skills do. My suggestion then is go to a practice match against enemies, not yeah. humans. Ah, but some games don't allow that. Some games it's either uh, play the tutorial with this one character or you got to play a live match. They don't give you the the uh, CPU option. Well, if you know, sink or swim. And that's why I don't play a lot of the games. I don't play Fortnite. I don't play Apex Legends. And the, and, and the game I was really getting at was Apex Legends. I got so pissed. I was like, this looks so freaking awesome. You haven't got it for the Switch yet? No, God, no, no. What the hell? No, no, no. It just came out. The perfect time to play. You can play with all the noobs. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm spending my time in Legends of Ruterra. How's that going? Not bad. Uh, I think I've finally, the, the latest release kind of threw me for a loop and I'm kind of finally getting my footing. I will make, well, I'm pretty sure that viewer is gone. I will make a, uh, um, I will make an admission. I accidentally fell down the dark, dark hole that I've been trying to avoid for a long time when it comes to Legends of Ruterra. Zelius, any guesses? Uh, I'm kind of going to tell you. Zealous, oh, do you, see... you started my stuff, microtransactions. No, well, I've done microtransactions before. Zealous, do you see what's in my hand? Uh, I actually don't. Oh, oh, you got it on your phone finally. Yes. So you can, now you can play it in the bathroom. Yes. And I'd like to thank Dr. Ryan Moore for that. How is it when you're sitting in the bathroom on your cell phone playing Legends of Ruterra versus on the actual desktop? Okay. It's, it's not, you know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. It's not really that bad. It's a little bit. I wish the screen was a little bit bigger, uh, but I don't have any real complaints about like the the game flow or the look of the game. It's pretty simple. Uh, basically, uh, when you start every single round, your cards are kind of off to the side, and when you tap them, they kind of go like center stage, so you could see them and you can hit them to get more information, or you could drag them into the play field. So it works now, perfectly. How- but does it help though already understanding what your deck is? So like, for what I mean by that, if you're somebody who's never played before, it could be overwhelming. You really have to kind of look over and over at each card versus somebody like you who's played, you know immediately what those cards are. Does that kind of help having that familiarity with the cards? I, I, I think it doesn't hurt, but but the fact of the matter is I've been playing these modes where I don't know what the cards are. Okay. At gotcha. look, because it's, it's, um, it's, I've been doing a lot of drafting uh, expedition gameplay gotcha. where every single victory you're you're drafting new cards or switching out cards. And so I might not know what those cards are, but I it's 
it's done well enough where I can get the gist of it. And it's not as, it's not too, none of the cards are too wordy where you're like, I don't understand what this means. It's just not Pokemon, the digital game, okay? That shit is retarded. Sorry, well, so Pokemon. I, on PS5, I started playing Neverwinter, an mm-hmm. older MMO. And it's, I was playing in the console, right? Yep. And I'm like, oh, I wonder how it plays on the PC, right? So I played for a couple hours, play up to about like 10 or 15, I guess, for levels. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's kind of, you know, usually MMOs I'm playing the PC. So I load up at the PC. Yeah, it turns out I already had on the PC like a level 50 character from like 2013. Uh, I was dude, like, oh. I, I love those moments where you're like, oh, this looks like a really good game. So you install it and you log in and all of a sudden it's like, there's, you know, like a, almost a maxed out character just waiting for you. I mean, the funny thing is like most MMOs I've played, like Rift, um, uh, um, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I played, um, oh, what's that? I played, uh, what's the really popular? Black Desert Online. You yep. remember the games I played. Um, Arcade, which I played for like a minute because mm-hmm. it just was the most generic MMO I've ever played. Yep. Usually I remember I played them in my life. This one, I'm like, don't have a recollection. Oh, God. If I were actually trying to think about all of the the MMOs I've played, I don't know. Like, I, If I were to log into the Guild Wars 2, oh, man. I wouldn't even know what the hell I had, or Guild Wars 1, or... Um, Guild Wars 2, oh. That was fun. You know, Guild Wars 2 would actually be a decent console MMO because it's yeah. that action-oriented style. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's. I mean, I don't even want to know what happened if I if I logged into Lotro, which of course is Lord of the Rings Online for those kids out it's there. Still exists, man. I know it exists, but I don't know. Update. I don't know what awaits me if I were to log in. Well, that's my problem. A couple of months ago, I actually logged in. I got a month of Final Fantasy fourteen, and I logged in with my character. I was like, I'm so lost. I have yep. no idea what's going on with my life anymore. This is so many things. It's overwhelming. It's like information overload. Like at that point, I would almost have to start a new character mm-hmm. at level one, play up to a similar level of what my character, my white mage is, to understand like where things are at the game now. But then would you switch over to that white mage or you just keep going with the character that you've groomed? I mean, at that point, honestly, I'd probably just continue going with that character. Exactly. That, that's 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 what happens to me. I'm like, oh crap! I don't know what the hell. I don't remember the uh, the keys or you know the or the hot keys or or the skills or whatever. So I'll just start from scratch, and then by the time I'm like, all right, I've got it now. I'm not going to jump over to what could potentially be uber awesome super dude because I don't yep. know. Because okay, so I have a really random question for you. Yes, sir. All right. So Final Fantasy VII. Uh-huh. Like part two is coming out, right? Yep. Well, I've not played Final Fantasy VII, like the remake version, but apparently it's not a hundred percent true to the original Final Fantasy VII remake. There's Correct. like little tweaks. Correct. So my question to you is in part two, is there a chance that a certain character doesn't actually die? No. Okay. You think it's a that's, that's a pivotal point. It's like uh, um Let's 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 Hoovian it, okay? Okay. There are points ah. in the timeline that can be changed, but there are also points in that timeline that cannot be changed, no matter what. So I actually saw a really interesting theory behind that, right? Okay. 
which I thought was actually really cool. I'm like, I, I never planned Final Fantasy Seven, but we all know what happens, right? So <gasps> don't say anything. It oh, hurts my okay. feelings. So Ares obviously dies. And <laughs> you know, people didn't know original, and so here's a theory, which I was like, that would actually be fascinating. Mm -hmm. So when you play through the gameplay, nobody dies. Well, like dies, dies like they do in the original, right? Okay. But it turns out that basically there's a remake of the timeline. So you get to a certain point in the game where now you have to make a decision where basically if you don't clear off, like the more you look at these characters, like live on who should have died, like the worst things will actually be. Like force you to make that choice. Like basically, Dude, that's, that's why I started doing it. Like you have to make that choice now yourself. Dude, that's messed up. I know. I was just like, nope. that's a fascinating because you basically, nope. to your point of like the Whovian, you like you have to fix the timeline. Yeah. I was oh like, god, that would, I don't know how you do that, but that'd be actually really cool. Dude, that would okay. This that's would be like, oh my god, to play a game, to go through the entire game, and then on your second, your game plus mode, you have the option to keep characters who Ooh. died in the storyline, but you're allowed to keep them, but bad shit will happen. And so it's how long can you last before you kill the character off yourself? I couldn't do that. There's That's no a, way in hell I'd be able to do that. Well, they're like, I mean, Mass Effect sort of did that where there's certain missions where if you brought certain characters and they died, they were gone. Like, they were dead, dead. Yep. Um, That's true. Yeah. So it's, but something like that would be so dynamic. I mean, think about the complexity from like a game development perspective of implementing something like that. Well, I mean, it, it kind of it, you have so many permutations potentially. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like um, it's kind of like heavy rain, but it, in the but you're trying to keep everyone alive in heavy rain. However, when a character dies, the story, of course, of you know, evolves or changes based on sure. when someone dies. So it'd be like a selective heavy rain. <laughs> it'd be like, yeah. instead of being the person trying to f figure it out, you're like the mastermind uh, who who's like, okay, it's time for you to die. I couldn't do it. I, I, there, there's, look, heavy rain messed me up, man. But to, 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 to play through a game that's long and memorable and then give me the option to play again, but this time I get, I could keep all my characters alive, but more and more bad shit will happen as long as the further from when they're supposed to die, they live, I couldn't do it. I mean, it basically sounds like we just made Final Fantasy VII into a um, roguelike. Oh God, no, I don't know. It's basically like literally what we just made is a Square Enix roguelike game. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, speaking of games here, uh, there was a question that was asked of me, and I'm going to ask it to you, Zelius, and anyone oh, else yeah. who's in the audience. And that is, and this this actually made me, I had to think about this. And this is, what is the first setting you change in any game when you first started up? Subtitles. Subtitles. Do you turn them on or off? Oh, they have to be on. Yeah, I do that. Uh, I think I do that more now than I did in the past, simply because of my job where I'm, I'm a compliance and accessibility officer. So being able to, to read, uh, is good. Um, yeah, no, I, subtitles of video games are a very much a need for me. 
I would say, yeah, definitely subtitles. Uh, it, it depends on if it's on console or PC. If it's on the PC, I want to try to get it max res. Um, I would say potentially with a controller is inverted control or not inverted controls. Yeah. And I don't actually know which is which. It's just whatever works the way my brain works. Well, that's the funny thing. I, I go through this too, where there are certain games that the invert feels perfect, but then there yep. are other games where it just feels completely wrong. And I don't know why. I, I can't, it's not like, oh yeah, I've always got to invert the why. Some games I do, some games I don't. It, it's just, but uh, yeah, I, absolutely. When when you have that type of uh, three-dimensional movement, I, I, I need to, I potentially have to mess around with that or uh, deal with sensitivity. And the weird thing is like, if you ask me today, if I press like the left joystick forward, does your character look up or down? I actually don't know the answer to that question. Like I have to actually be like, uh, let me go play a game and see. Cause it's just, you know, if it feels right. Right. I don't really think about it. It just works or doesn't. So I don't even know which way is correct. I just have to sit down and try it and see like what works. Yeah. 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 Like I'm, as soon as but you ask me that I'm question, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't know. But on the PC, 100%, I definitely look at the resolution. That is a very accurate statement because most games like don't find it correctly for some reason. They default to a standard. Oh, you have a standard uh, 540p monitor? Excellent, sir. Like, no! We're going to start the game off at 800 by 600. See how that goes. We know it works for everyone. Lowest common denominator, sir. Uh, we're doing it at 114p. That that should look awesome. I always turn off background music when tabbed out. So That's when you tab out, the, there's no music? Yeah, it's probably more prevalent in MMOs. Where they like yeah, their background music playing by default. So a lot of times I'll turn that off when I'm alt-tabbed out. You know, and the funny thing is, I'm like oh. the exact opposite. It drives me nuts when I accidentally like click out of something and then the sound or or a tab out and the sound stops. Because then I'm like, oh shit, did it crash? You monster. I know. It also really sucks uh, uh, when you're trying to record gameplay mm. okay. and you have to change the settings. So when you click out, everything just goes dead quiet. That's awkward. I would agree with that. Uh, but let's see. I'm trying to think if there's any other settings. Uh, I absolutely, especially when it comes to streaming or, or yeah, streaming and recording, I have to, I have to mess with the volume because mm. uh, I don't want it too strong and I don't want it, you know, too soft. Uh, thankfully, I've read really... some too many games where they've got like extremes. Like some scenes, it's gonna blow your eardrums, and other scenes, you can't hear shit. Yeah. I rarely mess with audio. The only time I mess with the audio is to like actually turn it off and leave only sound effects on so I can play music in the background. And it's usually because the in-game audio is terrible. Uh, actually, speaking of audio, for any of you developers out there, if you have a master volume, that means all volumes, okay? I can't uh -oh. tell you. There's so many freaking games where the master only really takes care of... Um, the background the music, background music, and um, the the dialogue if it's spoken. 
but like sound sure. effects is still like maxed out. So I'd be like, just, oh, bam, 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 bam. Like, ah. like, no, I told you, master volume, go down. There's certain, and, and the funny thing is, it's not most. There is no universal. This is how how uh, how much volume this should be. It's not like half volume is this level for all games. That's that's no such thing as that. Yeah, there's no um, normalization of audio. Yeah, it's like one of my games I play at fifty percent. There's another game that I have to play at thirty percent because fifty percent drowns me out. Nice. It's whatever you want, sir. Yeah. Um. Actually, speaking of Whovian, I I am wearing my Doctor Who shirt today. So. Nice. Yeah. There um. For those of you out there, um. Actually. Let me do the Alter Confusion spiel real quick since we did the Friends of the Show and we didn't get a chance to do the Alter Confusion stuff. So ladies and gentlemen, let me do this quick rundown for you. Ladies and gentlemen, every single year for the past 10 years, Alter Confusion has participated in something called Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what we do best, and that is gaming, to help sick and injured children at our chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. For ours, of course, it'll be the Children's Healthcare Atlanta. Uh, all the money that we raise will go directly to that hospital as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impacts in the lives of the kids they treat. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have the ability to, to do so, go to extra-life.org and search for Alter Confusion. You could donate from there. Or if you're on Twitch, you could just go into the uh, navigation bar below this video and click there. Or you can, of course, go to www.alteredconfusion.com, and it's in one of the bars on the uh, website. You can do that as yes. well. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's also talk about the fact that Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. So we have what's called a Patreon page. Patreon allows you, the fans, supporters, become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This membership allows you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. By doing this, you allow us to gain a little bit more stability to, to build a stronger creative career. So currently, for Patreon, we have two different tiers. One's a $1 a month tier, and the other one is a $5 a month tier. So the $1 a month, or $12 a year, allows you early access to the playthroughs that, I'm, that I post, and also allows you to partake in polls that are uh, given to supporters of the show. If you do the $5 option, which is $60 a year, uh, you gain your name or organization in the thank you section of every single Thursday Night Hangout, you, of course, gain the early access to all the playthroughs. And, of course, once again, the you get to partake in polls to help shape Altica Fusion. Now, uh, as for the uh, playthroughs, I am currently... I, I just finished uh, Tales from the Borderlands. An awesome game, by the way. Awesome game. And, um, and I have to... And it is slowly being updated onto... YouTube, it's solely being released on YouTube, of course. If you're a patron, you gain early access to that. <clears throat> so I think the if you're if you're a patron, you have the first three of five chapters available for you to watch uh, today. Nice. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that there are a lot of people out there who want to help out Ultra Confusion, maybe in a financial way, but you don't want to do a monthly subscription. You do have the option to do a one-time payment. Uh, it is through PayPal. Uh, all you got to do is go to either if you're on twitch.tv slash Ultra Confusion. There, once again, it's in that box below the video. Or once again, you can go to www.ultraconfusion.com. It's a donate now button. You click there and it's a one-time donation to Ultra Confusion. All the money that's raised by Ultra Confusion goes into the Ultra Confusion account, which is then used to help purchase uh, new equipment, um, cover convention fees, and of course, allow us to create new stuff for you or update software. So many things. We just want you in our hearts. Exactly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you are in the mind to actually send something physical to Ultra Confusion, say a Funko Pop or a T-shirt or a, a mug or something like that, you can send or mail us, I should say, at... 1551 Dunwoody, that's D U N W O O D Y, Village Parkway. Number, this is super duper important. You have to have this number part. Number 88276. That is the P.O. Box number. If you do not have that number, it will not get to us. Uh, once again, the city is called Dunwoody, D U N W O O D Y, Georgia 30338. I always get confused. Just how important is the P.O. Box, sir? Super duper 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 important. Okay, then. Super important. So, uh, yes, if you want to, by all means, uh, I am regularly checking the P.O. box now so we uh, can avoid the fiasco that occurred in the past. Um, speaking of which, no I, still need to, I still need to do a um, an unboxing of this. Hold on. You actually have a box to a box? I'm so excited. I can't hide it. Da, da, da. Ooh. Oh, well, we know what it is. Yes. But Didn't what it come, like, inside what, of a box to hide it? What Funkos are actually in there? That's the question. Wait, why aren't you unboxing it? You want me to unbox it right now? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, an impromptu unboxing on Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangouts. Do you ever plan the unboxing? It seems like it's always just a, oh, let's do it. I... I used to, for like uh, the indie box, I used to do an actual video for it. Ah, uh, yes. But once Doesn't they kind of folded up, I, I, I didn't do many unboxing videos. Far, far away. Well, there's six of them. And I, op I apparently opened the box upside down. <laughs> so let's try this again. No, no, I, I just looked at them and it's all the bottom of the, the Funko Pop box. Is. So I don't know exactly. It, it's you know it's basically the here I'll show you. It's basically the whites of the bottom of the boxes. Ah 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 yes. Which is not very uh, uh, helpful when you. It makes to the out. suspense all that much more real. Yeah, sir. Exactly. It's a box inside a box. Uh, all right. But you got to take the Funko Pop outside the box. Of course. Oh, oh, buddy. Mm -hmm. I know what this is now. This, my friends, is the uh, the Luchador collection from Marvel. Oh, gosh. Nice. So we have, um, let's see what we got here. We have, uh, trying to be nice with these things. We have El Arachno, <laughs> i.e. Uh, the Spider-Man. We have... Mm -hmm. 
El Furioso. Oh. That would be the Hulk. Let's see what else we got here. We got El... El Chimichanga de la Morte. Anyone want to take a guess which one this is? That's awesome. Uh, that'd be Deadpool. Uh, let's try this one. How about El Animal Indestructible? Ooh. Also known as Wolverine. Arr, my adamantium is indestructible, sir. How about El Hero Invicto? Also known as the Iron Man. And finally, he looks fake. L. Venom, Venonoid, or Venom. Ah, that's original. Yep. So, ladies nice. and gentlemen, if you want me to open up uh, your box on any of our Thursday night hangouts or do an unboxing video, just once again send it to that address that I gave you, and uh, we'll showcase it on the show. Nice. All right, for some crazy-ass reasons, Zilius, we've actually covered all of the topics for this week. Actually, we I haven't, but, that. but I, I I, didn't want to... For, uh, let's just go real quick. Uh, the Bethesda uh, merger with Microsoft has been finalized. Microsoft has already come out and said that they're going to have exclusive content just for the, the Xbox and the PC. But, of course, no exact announcements have been made. I mean, that's not surprising, honestly. No. I mean big part of the reason PlayStation kicked Xbox's reason is the exclusives on the PlayStation. Yep. And you buy Bethesda for billions of dollars. Yep. I mean, Microsoft's best interest is to probably make them exclusives to try to incentivize people to purchase the Xbox. Agreed. So on one hand, it's like, stupid exclusives. On the other hand, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Um, well, especially it's like, because you still have the PC option. It's not yeah. like it's just exclusive to the console. So so here's a crazy factoid about PCs. Mm -hmm. Now is like the worst time probably in the history to build a brand new gaming PC because of graphics cards. Um, my graphics card that I got in 2017 mm -hmm. for I think about $250 it went on sale today on, and people were excited for like $300. Yep. That sounds about right. It's, I actually, so a couple of weeks ago, I started just for the hell of it. Be like, I'm going to mine um, Ethereum with my graphics card just because why not? Yep. But after seeing the prices, I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm going to hold off on that because like if the mining kills my graphics card, I'm screwed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I make make money off of it, but it's just not even worth the headache if I were to like fry it or something or overwork it or whatever. So no, it's like right now the market and the sad thing is it's not going to probably recover for a year or two. Like it's not like there's an immediate turnaround on the horizon. Like this is a long-term situation for graphics cards. Yep. Why? I mean, which means it's also probably if you're going to do PC versus console gaming, for at least if you care about the pixels, we'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. Now is actually a good time to be a console because part of what you're getting with that price is that graphics cards, which are really hard to come by for a reasonable price. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you but can it's get a trade off. Then, then you got to get the proprietary hard drive. 
Amen to that, brother. Yeah, so Xbox already has theirs, and supposedly this summer, Sony's releasing their, or not releasing, but adding the firmware update to allow the... External drive. External, super fast, crazy drives. Yep. Um, now, you can already hook up basically any USB drive for PS4 games. Mm-hmm. And if you want that super sweet sauce for PS5 games, that's where you have to get the new drive. The sweet sauce. Sweet sauce. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've reached the end of our show. Unfortunately, I'm so sorry. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take this time to thank everyone for tuning into the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zeely, it's been a pleasure giving you everything on our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.